0: Everybody, welcome to episode fifty-five of the NFP podcast presented by Three D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Riverside Dodge, the official truck sponsor and dealership of the show, as well as Hooked Up Enterprises as the official in arena gear of the NFP podcast, and of course Wrangler, the official clothing sponsor of the show. Wrangler, long live a Cowboys! What's up, everybody? We're back in action. We actually made it on time. This time, and we get the whole gang back together. It's been a hot minute, guys, since we all got to sit for an intro and chat about life. So what is up, Jason Davidson? We'll start with you.
1: Well, where shall we begin? <laughs> probably, uh, probably with making us money somehow. And always, always, always <laughs> making you guys money. Yeah, well, we're back at our bridge this weekend, and then we're on a roll. Eight PBR events I have in the next 10 weeks. Hockey camps starting today, NHL camps. All the boys are settled in, been skating with their groups. And uh, yeah, it all starts today, which is Wednesday. So, yeah, I'll be uh, phone. Hopefully no text means everything's good. When you start getting texts, you got to start counseling
0: start managing
1: yeah, that's right. yeah
0: yeah i want to ask you about some of the hockey stuff because there's been a bunch of big news with that and then also on top of that what goes into all these pbr events but first we gotta introduce scotty burns scott what's up brother
1: good yeah boys just giving her shit like like uh you know trying to make an honest living in a cruel world is what i always say <laughs> uh, yeah just honest living. Yeah, I ever tell you guys when you see my old man <coughs> Scott knows my dad good tanner he uh we always used to we used to always say he's a horse fire right yeah. so we used to always say honest Glenn's horse thieving business <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah no it's been good uh Braden settled in at college and just doing some high school rodeos paying putting straw just the usual culture trying to cram it all in how about any, any darts in between the, the hay and the wrangler and PBR stuff? you, you managing to get the odd uh, dart back? Well, I put up 2,400 small square bills. Divide that by two. That's how many darts it took to get through that. <laughs> <laughs> so one or two, to answer your question. One or two. <laughs>
0: A couple of uh, years the, Gila,
1: the Gila Fleur, the Gila Fleur, um, the PBR ranching business, right? There is <laughs> <I think. laughs> gotta do what you gotta do to get through. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scott,
0: are you Let's Bridge Bound this weekend? You back in action too with the PBR?
1: I am. I'm um, I'm on my way kind of out there this week selling clothes, and then I'll meet up with Jason, I guess, and go the rest of the way and then sell clothes next week and then hop on a plane to Grand Prairie. So it's busy. It's good and exciting. Shit's going on.
0: Back in the game. Yeah, because you Mm -hmm. took a couple off. You had some shit on the go for the last few, but now you're full-time on for the next, for the second half. See on TSN, just that beautiful face, just fucking ripping it.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so, unless they fire me. So, you know, it's yeah, as far as I know, I'm going. I signed a huge contract with Jason, so <laughs> Huge money and flights and everything included. I think he said so. That's awesome. <laughs> perfect
0: Good work. Good negotiating.
1: <laughs> As you can hear, there's no reply to that. So I think that's a hard
0: no. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's uh, nobody took your job yet.
1: <laughs> no, not that I know of. Not that I know. Of, but there's always people looking. Always people looking.
0: <laughs> uh, not bad. Okay, um, Jason. So NHL the the camps are starting up again so free agency's been going on I'm sure that's been crazy busy too getting different guys signed and shit but the big news I think in the hockey world is Nathan McKinnon just signing for the highest ever uh in NHL history so as an agent guy, I just wondered when you hear that, what is that? Does that change stuff up for you? Does that make you think that the cap might be going up? Does it change any negotiation tactics that you can have with your guys? Or what's the what's the vibe when something like that goes on and there's a record-setting deal made?
1: Um, on a deal like McKinnon's, uh, it doesn't affect how the cap moves per se. It affects how Joe Tackett manages the Colorado Avalanche, obviously. Um, and then you're going to have a Makar up here in the next couple of years too. So that that poses a problem when the NFL salary cap is only going up one million per year. So uh, yeah, you know, it'll really uh, players like Dry and Matthews that have contracts coming up nice very because are new comparable right there. Really? Yeah, I was gonna say it gives you it gives everybody else in the business a, a different leveraging tool, right? You can always compare to it. It's no different than, you know, in the contract act business, Tanner, you know, if, if you hear someone that's getting really big dole, that gives you, you know, reason to, to compare and say, Hey, you know, I'm as good as that. Pay me this.
0: Yeah, And if you go for $400, you fuck everybody else up. So it goes both ways too.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> the undercutting yeah. side of things. Um, yeah. So the structures of those contracts, Jason, it was kind of it showed like his 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 salary was like a certain amount, and then a signing bonus was like fucking eleven million or something like that. So, is there different ways that they structure it to try to get under the cap, or how does that all work?
1: The signing bonus is irrelevant to the cap. uh, I believe something like eighty or almost ninety million of the hundred million is in signing bonus. So. Um, no, that means nothing. It just means the player gets a uh sum right off the get-go here. But no, it doesn't does not make any difference to the gap. And okay. NSO
0: contracts are guaranteed, right? Like he's guaranteed that much yeah. money, not like football if you get hurt or anything like that. He'll get right. that for sure yeah. now.
1: NHL doesn't have any guarantees like baseball or football or not, nothing like that. In fact, even for players like uh, until they're 35 years old, you can't even put bonuses in there. Um, once you're out of your contract, whatever your contract is, it is for 100 goals, you don't get one million dollars, not unless you get to the age of 35. Yeah, Inla's last deal, um, he had if they made to the second round and received a bonus. Mike Smith, actually, bully for Edmonton, had had a similar structure on his last deal before. He was done. So, no, it's it is what it is. Uh, you get paid what the contract, as long as you stay out of jail. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, That's you fuck it up. That's a question that I got quite a bit too. is the uh, players that when they go deep in the into the playoffs, or is there a Stanley Cup bonus, all that sort of shit? But you're saying nothing until you're over 35.
1: For individual players, but there is a there is a Stanley Cup bonus for the teams. They get oh, okay. X amount of dollars uh, as you know as they go in, and it all depends on hockey-related revenue on what that number is. It's not it's not life-changing money by any means compared to some of these guys' contracts. Now, for guys that are making uh, you know, a million or less on those Stanley Cup-winning teams, yeah, that's a nice little bonus at the end of the year. I want to say, don't quote me on this, but I want to say Chandler when he won the Cup back. I think his bonus was just over 100. So, you know, for him at that time, he was making, uh, I want to say 775000 maybe somewhere in there. So, you know, when you're making under a million, that bonus sure adds up. But for a guy like Ovi or Baxter or Ovi, they're making millions and millions. That's just pocket change for those.
0: Isn't that I out of town?
1: <laughs> I, I had heard somewhere along the line that. Um, if a goalie gets a shutout in an in an, a playoff game, he gets some sort of bonus. I know when I played for the central hornets <laughs> if, I, if I got a shutout, I got like three extra beer in the dressing room, so I was just <laughs> wondering if, I was just wondering no seriously though, I was just wondering if there was a goalie bonus.
0: three extra <laughs> bohemians <laughs>
1: yeah. three extra
0: wow. OVs. <laughs> yeah.
1: Rumor is that the East Central Hornets model of bonusing for shutouts is very similar to the NHL. <laughs> okay, okay, I got you. Thanks for thanks for clarifying that.
0: Thanks <laughs> for clearing that up, like that. <laughs> Scott. Um, the we talked about it on the last one. Your boy's gone to college. How's things? He touched base. I know that his coach is. I think it's the coach, right? Tanner Gerlitz is the coach of Olds. So that's
1: assistant, coach. Assistant, assistant coach assistant
0: coach <laughs> that's yeah. great guys i know how much fun i had to <laughs> over the years. so uh, how's he making out is he liking it and uh is he going to class or is he full going full burn and just giving her hopefully he's still uh, taking it all in
1: yeah no he's done doing really good settled in he is going to class for as much as i know um he also um has done had some good bull riding practices they're roping lots and Tanner being the assistant coach uh it's just it's kind of a nice way to settle in uh Tanner's kind of my inside track to (laughs) what kind of goes on at college sometimes but um Guy Kelly is his head coach but yeah it's been good he's enjoying it and having fun and uh, I know there's been semantics college antics going on but all in all he'll uh He'll, he's doing good and he's coming to Lethbridge this weekend so I'll get to see him and he's going oh, to crack latches yeah. I think so in fact I think he's bumped with you to tell you the truth.
0: Cracking latches and licking snatches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I called Daphne Fison who takes care of a lot of stuff including rooms and I said uh, "Braden's coming down to work you know uh, do you want me to get an extra you know caught in my room or whatever she goes well no actually I have my tanner burn and I'm like <laughs> oh my god oh. Tanner will be going back to college for two days. So yeah, that's shit.
0: No, I'm gonna behave. I gotta behave. I gotta keep my mind right. I went to Dakota to to Butters wedding on the way home from uh old Alberta, the CPI rodeo that was on. And yep. um it was fun. And we didn't like, you know, it wasn't over the top. It was Butters, he's not a big party or a ripper. And I was fucking just half hung over and tired and dead for like two days, depression mode. It's just like fuck, can't even it's no fun, guys. It's no fun to do that, right? And I got a big well, I- fencing job. Next week, that we go up to uh, to Good Soil, me and a crew. So I gotta have my mind right for all that. So I gotta take her easy in Lethbridge.
1: Well, I'm not I'm not saying you're old or anything. Don't get me wrong here, but uh, you had yeah. a couple of years to last, You know what I mean. As you get older, them suckers are hard to get rid of them hangover, So yeah, whether no you fun. have whether you have whether you have two or ten or twenty, right? So yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it.
0: No fun, uh, but that was pretty cool. Shout out Butters, uh, him and his wife Caitlin on their recent marriage was a great time there in etonia saskatchewan so a good turnout good bunch of guys made her out there and it was a great day a lot of fun had i didn't get to get there until about midnight but everybody was feeling pretty good ran into our good buddy steve mcintyre the big mac holy fuck former nhl hockey player for anybody that doesn't know Anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about. We're gonna get him on the pod too. We had some we were telling some good stories there that night. He's he'd be a good guest to have. But go uh go on YouTube and check out Steve McIntyre, the big Mac, NHL hockey fights. This guy's a fucking machine. Holy oh, and guys, I had a lady let me have it. She, she got <laughs> mad at me. Yeah, she got mad at me. She goes, uh, must have been one of Butters' aunties or somebody. I'm not sure who it was, but she uh she listened to the podcast. And really gave me uh, trouble for the amount that I swear for saying fuck too much. <laughs> I said, <laughs> you can imagine my response to it. But uh, the easiest, uh, the easiest answer to that is, uh, don't listen. Don't don't listen to the pod if you don't uh, if you yeah. don't want to hear the word fuck. So, uh, but that was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Kind of surprised me. Didn't think that that's what I was getting into. But I guess the biggest thing is lots of listeners. We got lots of people oh. listening in.
1: I got a hundred bucks. You said the word "fuck" in your response to (laughs) it.
0: I may or may not. I may have responded with, "I know. I'm fucking sorry."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that boy.
0: But no, it was good. It was uh, was a good time. Had Olds was good too. Good rodeo. It's kind of fun watching right now. We're right into it with the PBR Canada race. It doesn't heat up as much for the for making the finals that cut as it will right now with lethbridge starting with these last events the rodeo side of things that was you know Olds, hannah and then there's edmonton so that's that's it so these guys are vying for that year-end race that i think jared Parsonage, i think he's quite a bit ahead so he might have that fairly wrapped up but then the, the making the finals race and you know how it goes with a couple thousand dollars here and there and tannerino bucked off in old's then he went to hannah and he won that so then it bumped him in there and then Todd Cudowitz bucked off and there's a really tight race for that last hole. So it's been kind of fun to watch that. Like not fun for those guys. Obviously that's very stressful situations and times, but it's fucking makes it interesting. Makes it good watching when you know the insides of it.
1: It was, it was, it was always a good time or a fun time of year. Just for that reason, the races that were going on in the dressing room, talk on who's got what one and everybody strategizing where to go, where not to go. And, I, I have fond memories especially hannah because it kind of used to be the last one of the year and guys would go vote and do all that kind of stuff and it was sure it would, you know there's so many variables on even who was going to go as bullfighters or pickup men or whatever at that time of year so um, it was always exciting that's for sure and then you'd add about six cases of beer to the yeah. to the fold and then there'd be some really good stuff come out so anyways <laughs> it's fun our boy, uh, he's uh, number nine in the PRCA world standing. So he's punched his ticket to the uh, to the national finals rodeo this year. That's pretty awesome. Our uh, our boy Stetson Wright set a single earnings record since our last podcast in the bull riding and in the all around. Um, that's pretty exciting for him. You know, I thought the interesting part on that is he did that without any Calgary Stampede money. And he wasn't. He wasn't able to compete over the fly, uh, Which yeah. for our listeners that doesn't know that, that's Cowboy Christmas. In fact, uh, I believe last year, um, just in that whatever ten day stretch, I think he earned a thirty thousand yeah. dollars. You know, he's going to ride one or two over the fourth, and and was unable to compete. So what a feat! Um, he's a phenom, no question lots of teams calling me right now, PBR teams asking if he's going to, if he's going to put his name in for the draft and I'm like, no, if he was going to do it, he would actually. It doesn't. Why, make sense. Yeah. Why would he, why would he, he gets paid to be the all around champion of the world. Oh, so, you know, and, what? and I know it works for him to, to go in the off season and maybe take the odd weekend here and there, because they have to go to five events if they enter the supplement draft, but, you know, next month's his month to get ready for the National Finals Rodeo. You know, those little injuries or or whatever, you got to heal up and then you're getting on three of the rank as the a weekend for five weeks in a row. That's not the way you heal up. Yeah, and last they checked, he couldn't ride a bronc at a PBR either, so. Not I yet. Know. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've always said that to you, the bull riding side of things, if you're going to be the best bull rider in the world, you know, you got to go to the, the PBR, but if you're doing other events like Stetson is and, and you're making that much money as well as Sage Kimsey's amount of money that he was making and still is making in the PRC. It's hard to, hard to fucking argue with that logic, right? If you can make it and make that much money, it's all for you. And Jerry, yeah, that's freaking cool. He was right on the bubble there. And then he went to Albuquerque and got that extra like 4,500 bucks. And it's if people that don't know the, tightness of the race of 15th to 16th between making the nfr and not making the nfr sometimes comes down to dollars if not cents right it's like that tight with all these guys so every ride counts right at the end of the year um pendleton was on piala uh, all the big ones kind of right at the end of the year so good for jerry he jumped up there we're gonna get to watch him at the nfr so our jerry watch our jerry watch paid off i think and now you can put him in the ad jason probably hey
1: yeah it's all in <clears throat> But you know what, you guys, you could see that way back, uh, like the, our event in Regina, the PBR event, in Regina, maybe even a little bit before that, just his year, just the, I don't know, the aura around him. He just had that good attitude. You know, he had a new baby. He, it was just, it was destined to be his year to go and, uh, it's all played out, which is awesome. I'm super happy for him.
0: Yeah. Good to see you. Uh, the end of the year, Hannah. That I was thinking of a story I was telling uh Tanner Eno because he won it and then uh this year, but the one one year in Hannah, uh, Pazman had to, had to win the rodeo to win the year end and he had to beat Schiffner that year. And they also had the car. Have I told this story before? I don't think, I don't think so. so. And they I know the, where you're going though, they used to have this car that between Oyen. And Hannah, the highest bull riding score, is you won a car for the year, like a lease on the car. So anyway, Pozzy wins the rodeo, so he beats Schiffner for the year-end title, and he wins the car. So we're like, all right, let's fucking full send it. And I think everybody stayed for a while to pick the bulls because you you pick your own bulls that go to the CFR for that year, and we usually did it at Hannah. Then we decided that we were just going to keep that going and and celebrate Posibon's victory. <laughs> and so being bosbon and prescott head to the hannah bar uh with my wife and uh it was prescott's gal at the time and we were the only people as you can imagine in hannah left on a sunday it wasn't like it was a big party but i think he won eight hundred dollars for winning the rodeo and i think we spent like twenty two hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> and, and um and then you know what goes along with that we had up fucking He paid the bill, and then Prescott got mad at him for not tipping enough, and so then I got mad at Prescott because I said that we should pay the t- anyway long story short turned into just all of us fighting each other outside <laughs> pause me and prescott are squared up pause him on screaming at me from behind prescott and then he reaches across over top of prescott's shoulder and punches me in the face My like, fucking punches me square on the first time he's ever punched me and i was like did you just punch me in the fucking face and he said he's down there i still remember him just beep bopping behind prescott and he's like Maybe I did, Tanner. Maybe I did.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I, that was it. We, it was fun. Ta- talking about Hannah, um, I believe it was Justin Voltz that broke into the dressing room the Bullfighters dressing room on Saturday night after the Hannah dance. And there was probably four or five other guys with him. They put mustard in the sweatband of my bullfighting cowboy hat. <laughs> so Sunday, I'm fighting bulls. And every time I stopped... It felt like there was a hot dog stand behind me because I could smell mustard. Like, what the <laughs> hell's going on here? So, well, three more bulls in, you start to sweat pretty good. And I kind of just took my hat off just to wipe my forehead. And it was complete mustard yellow, them bastards. <laughs> it was just leaking down my forehead. And, you know, must, oh, mustard. And, you know, I looked around and you could pick out the three guys that were involved in it because they were just pissing their pants this mustard was... Leaking down my forehead. That's a good Fuck one, bastards. Yeah, not bad, eh? <laughs> that is the rankest smelling shit. Is <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. Oh no, 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 yeah, no, yeah. Okay. They they hid my cleats. Everything. It was panic mode, you know. So it was good. Yeah, and those to say, hey, boys, hand the cleats over. You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 true. That's true.
0: Okay, we'll do an ad read here, boys. For well, this is a bullfighting one, so we'll start with the the bullfighting ad read. I like that. For the biggest moments under the brightest lights in the biggest situations, get Hooked Up. Hooked Up Enterprises is a creative partner for Western sports and beyond, providing customized arena wear for some of rodeo's most elite athletes and state-of-the-art arena wrap display products for some of Western sports' most prestigious events. They are the official in-arena gear of the NFP podcast. Find out more at www.get-hookedup.com. Or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Stand up, stand out, and stay hooked. Bang, hooked up. Um, speaking of a uh, bullfighting game, did you guys see Pendleton when the bull busts through the little fucking PVC pipe and wrecks all those people out? Huh?
1: Yeah, God, that's awesome. I think, I think the whole wide world's seen it now. <laughs>
0: Viral. The best
1: the best thing was at the end there, that last guy, he made an awesome move, you know, oh, just yeah. to get away from that. Yeah, and, then he, ran, off- and then he just got and then the move right yeah. off the hop, that guy just kind of faced him and just stayed square to him, and, and then that bull saw <laughs> somebody else and pinned off. But yeah, the last guy he didn't make the net through. But it was just like, come on, legs, give me, oh, this, oh, me to is the worst feeling. And that, that is the come worst. On, the, is the <laughs> worst yeah, worst feeling in the world when you know your legs are going rubber and you're done. Yeah, it's <laughs> all, all over. <laughs> I, I, um, I don't remember a ton of the old days. You know, like I, I'm always why. You know, <laughs> two months down you know. <laughs> anyway we were fighting we were fighting Mexicans here in Saskatoon at the all-star pro rodeo one day and uh round and around it's good I ended up I do recall winning the round but at the very end I'm kind of out in the middle of the arena and uh I was selling it I tipped my hat and I was kind of trotting back to the to the out basically dead center and it was old Bob 64 Bob of your dad's available. I had him locked won a lot of money on that boy he's just good and honest just head down and chase you, you know. Anyway, he starts coming from the middle of the arena and I'm I thought he was done too. Well, I try to get my old chubby legs going there and I I had nothing left nothing and I could barely get up the fence and he pushed me up and over into the and i just laid there i pulled the guy don't open that gate because i can't move for a while
0: pure exhaustion uh, and then uh, when the adrenaline gets this pumping too right it's like you're fucked you're done i just i felt for that guy like you say he's got had the had a little back fake almost even yeah. just pure luck got her out of that thing and then just had to go back to the group probably and he'd have been fine but yeah. you know, seeing that fence and I got to get there. Deesh, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Um, Did you guys see the post we got to talk about? I'm pretty sure you guys have seen it, but uh, JB Mooney's post on the uh, uh, pussies and not practicing. Do you guys see that? Yeah. What's your thoughts on all yeah.
1: that? I think the yeah. whole wide world has seen that again. It just went viral.
0: Yeah, really did.
1: I think he hit the nail on the head. I know cement doesn't taste very good, but I tried it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know, I, you know what? I, I was actually going to ask our guest that you're about to announce here shortly what he thought of it. We just kind of run out of time, but, you know, I guess the whole point of that, when he said, you know, dollar entry fees and one guy shows up for a thousand added, you know, what's kind of going on and have we, have we crossed over to being, gym physically fit and mentally strong to I mean JB took it to a new level when it comes to abusing your body too right so um, I think there's a fine line there but we, you know are we running out of bull riders I don't know what do you think Jason? Well this could be a whole pod in itself for me yeah it's frustrating you know when you add the money you add let's go back to Red Deer in June this year at our Cup and $20,000 added nationally televised on TSN with anybody that has any sponsors, that should be, cool. be on national TV, promoting your sponsor. That's why they sponsor you. Unless you find a rich guy that just enjoys the sport. But we had five guys that had been rodeoing or riding at events with $3,000 or less at them that got hurt and couldn't compete in Red Deer for 20000 your career is only so long. And, you know, we all know it's a dangerous sport. It's not a question of, of if it's when and how bad. So why wouldn't you, um, why wouldn't you want to get on for the most amount of money every time you nod your head in a practice bowls? Uh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't get on practice bowls. You can, pick bowls. You can buy those and practice on whatever you want. So, Touchy subject for me, really touchy when when you're in the trenches, you know, trying to establish something and build a tour and 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 you don't got guys coming. You got a phone guys that come to Lethbridge this weekend that has thirty thousand dollars in added prize Where do you go all year long besides Pinocchio, or the Calgary Stampede where you can ride at that kind of money? You know, yeah. we can have we have five, we have nine of those events that have that much. Money. Know. I th- I think Tanner, I-, I would like to kind of throw it back to you, being a you know an ex, you know top of the game professional bull rider. Do you see guys not practicing? I guess to, I mean we all need each other. So contractors need guys to get on bulls, you know to prove bulls that they're ready to go for the big show. Do you see that becoming less of a thing? Like you talk to the old boys, of course you know the old boys. They bought Carter way back when, and we got on more, but they did. They got on five, six, seven a night when they went and practiced. You know, you virtually don't hear that too much anymore. Guys still practice. I get that. I'm not saying that guys, that they don't practice, but do they practice as much?
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's kind of a catch-22, but I 100% agree with JB on the fact that you got to go and practice looking at my – youth that obviously changed a lot as i got older and i really didn't like fucking riding bulls anymore but as a as a young guy from the age of fucking 12 when i was getting on you know little jump kicking steers to 15 got on tried to get on every day when i could and then when you're 15 16 yeah you drive There was no practice pens around here nothing to do in the winter and we drive seven hours to jimmy lawrence's house and get on a bunch of barry Quam um bulls right and get on fucking same thing six or seven a day and then do it all again the next day right so that was in jimmy's old pmu bar no heat anything like that right so yeah you look back and it's like 100 we did whatever it took to get on bulls but there wasn't the opportunities that there is now i know with my practice pens that i do in the winter here that um fucking heated and i when i started doing them i was like i couldn't imagine why people wouldn't want to come and get on right The other side of it is I think that all the bulls are a lot better. And if I were to get on seven or eight of the bulls that are around right now, probably wipe me out. You know what I'm saying? There was some jump kickers and there was different things like that, some confidence builders. And then there was some heaters that you got on. Um, But you can't ask a fucking 15 year old kid to get on all your three and four-year-olds, especially down in the in the U.S., your three and four-year-olds that you need a trip on because they're going to go to the fucking derbies and um, classic events that weekend that are 90-pointers, right? You get on one of them to so knock the fuck get out or knock the wind out. You know what I mean? Like, you're not getting on just a jump-kicking 85 or 80-pointer 80 type of thing, right? So I think there's both sides of it that, yeah, the guys need to toughen the fuck up and, and get going again. And get a little bit old school like that where, yeah, you got to get on because that is the only way that you get better, especially at that age when you're coming up. But there's a fine line between killing yourself off, getting on these fucking classic bulls or these bangers that are just wiping you out every time. So there's a fine line I think that needs to be towed between both the bull riders and uh, the contracting side of things, which is tough to say, but I don't know. I don't really know other, any other way around it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That's yeah. what I, I yeah, you're, there's not as many practice bulls around, like like what I was kind of alluding to that these guys are trying to figure out what bulls are good and which ones they don't have to feed anymore, basically, right? So
0: yeah, LJ talked uh, about but, it in his podcast too of the bulls that he that he brings for these guys. They're yeah, they're they're gonna be bockers, but they're gonna be like. 85 pointers that if you're yeah. doing the right thing, you're gonna ride them and get your confidence up. But they're a step up from what it used to be for a practice bull. But I'm talking the classic bulls that are a bull like fucking Ted is down there. He's a four year old. They just sold to the U.S. Yeah. for 100 stocks or whatever 100 whoever whatever it might be that they sold them for. And that's a four year old that they I just seen them. They were bucking them the other day at somebody's house. Like yeah. what the fuck. Yeah. Are you? You know what I mean? You're going to yeah. win.
1: That's Corey, the ball
0: that you go and practice on.
1: Corey Schmelnik called me on that deal. Well, I guess it'd be three, four weeks now. And he's like, GD, what do you think? And I'm like, Corey, no one's getting on him here. You know, he's just wasting away here. They didn't, The guys get picked in the championship round and they're not picking them. They don't, whether it's, they don't have the confidence or they're sore, or they're beat up. They don't want to tie their hand to something that rank. But um, I I said, you, you're best to let them go. Just yeah. getting up here. I just want to clarify that when I used to get on practice bulls, I only got on one a night because usually I was fucking knocked out and bleeding after that <laughs> first one. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, and talking about that's the
0: thing, though. You get fucking like, yeah,
1: you get talking off. about yes, like remember Dalen, the current champion of the world. He's like, there's shape and there's bull riding shape, and for him to be in bull riding shape, it's getting on bolts.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same is Shane Proctor. He was always like that. He was he got tried to get on bulls every day and was sore when he didn't get on bulls. And you see the injuries that he's had to deal with. But that like some of those guys are a different breed, you know. J. B. Yeah. Dalen, these guys that are at the highest level of the game, they're there for a reason. They put in the time, they put in the work, and they can fucking they can hack that. A lot of the guys that are average guys can't fucking hack that. And you see and then, it with the kids when they're in the practice yeah. pen. You'll see the kids that want it and that will get on a bunch and go. Right? And then you see the and ones that's that... Are why,
1: just, that's why they're not at the yellow shoots or... DBRs. Exactly. They Maybe they're content. And and who are we to judge that? Yeah. Yeah. That's not our place. And I'm... You know, we've got shoot fillers every weekend at, at our events. There's are these guys that are maybe going to tip away and maybe not, but that's their choice. Not We can't make that choice. Well, when it's all said and done, you guys, who... The millions and millions of people that read that post that JB put out, they're... There is a certain percentage of of guys that are riding bulls right now that went, hmm, you know, that Mm -hmm. guy's got a point. So that's his opinion. And I imagine it made some people change their tune. And there's probably a handful of people that said, fuck, you know, whatever. Right. But it it was, it was well said, I think. And take it or leave it for what it is. um, It is good for,
0: it is good for like, young guys and just to see that that's his mentality and he's not just a guy that's uh a contractor or somebody maybe that hasn't been on bulls before or, or just pissed off that he's not getting his bulls bucked he was saying that to the young guys like this is what i did to get to where i am at and you guys watched my career that's what i put into it right same as like a nathan mckinnon that just signed the highest contract in hockey nhl history that guy every day shooting pucks, yep. like putting it on the line. It's what you put into it, I think, is the moral yeah. of, of his post. What you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And you have to fucking practice and you have to get on bulls and get in riding shape to be able to take it to that next level. And I think that's right. just of it, which I do 100% agree with. Right. Reed, Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. is home of the award-winning Ram truck. They are the brand you trust. To haul a trailer load of ranked bulls along with the crew up front in the cab. Whether you want to go check fences or tailgate outside the next PBR event, the boys at Riverside Dodge have the right truck for you. Riverside Dodge is not only the dealer of choice in northern Saskatchewan, but also sells and services all across western Canada. Go see Ty and the gang at Riverside Dodge for a fair, no bullshit deal on your next truck and tell them Tanner sent you. Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert is the official truck dealership and sponsor of the NFP podcast. Boom, I gotta go rip me in there and get a new vehicle here away boy i'll tell you that Ooh, uh, nice. and trade off uh trade megan's uh forerunner off get something here from riverside dodge we'll see what ty can hook me up with something with some more room okay oh um, right. well i gotta do a couple housekeeping things before you go jason um Scott skinned on us here now, so we'll just finish this up before we get to our interview with Stetson Lawrence, which was a lot of fun with the old Firewalker. We yeah, had good yeah. old stories from back in the day. Um, one thing we had to touch on, uh, the passing of ouncey Mitchell. I didn't want to talk about it at the start. You know, it's such a hard thing to talk about, but um, to bring up, uh ouy really great guy. uh I got Sherlock locker room with him, didn't know him all that great a couple of years younger than me up and down between the velocity events and the, the main tour and stuff great bow rider, obviously cousin of Ezekiel Mitchell that you see on on TV every weekend and um just tragic and we're thinking about ouy everybody within uh the PBR community and everybody that this is uh affected it's uh yeah, it's crazy. you don't think of a twenty seven year old you know that's that's gonna pass away uh like that so thinking about now and his whole family and his whole crew
1: yeah
0: on that i think we're pretty good uh shout out kent carfington for winning the hundred thousand dollars in the old uh the old lottery that's pretty cool oh yeah that's right. sending me that that's pretty cool old
1: Reagan riders
0: old Reagan Rider, okay took a fart knocking yeah that was pretty cool see st brew boy wins himself 100k in the some sort of lottery so um that's pretty good and then um the golf tournament for the Canadian Parodial Sports Medicine team that finished up uh, last week as well. I got to stop in there. Really great tournament. They raised a bunch of money for uh, the sports medicine team. And on top of that, too, that kind of leads into the Thai Paws Foundation uh, Sportsman's Banquet that we're going to have in conjunction with the PBR Canada Finals. Um, same thing. We worked very close with the sports medicine team, so there was lots of people that attended there that, I was trying to chat with and make sure that you get your tickets and your tables and, and uh show your support for the type Osbon Foundation. Sportsman's banquet that'll kick off PBR Canada Finals Thursday in Edmonton at the River Cree. So if uh if that interests anybody, make sure you reach out and, and uh info at com or you can get a hold of me and we'll get you lined up. Uh it's a pretty cool deal. We you know it's a the top of the top Canadian guys and it's a setup for the for the finals and some interviews and some hot stoves and uh, a bunch of cool stuff goes on throughout the night. Awards banquets for Bull of the Year and all that sort of stuff. We do, Jason. It's a uh, it's a fun way to, to we now kick off, right?
1: Yeah, River Cree does an amazing job for us there. Host um, hotel. All our listeners get your rooms booked because uh, we do take a pile of them up. So there ain't too many left over. But if you want to hang out with the crew after parties each night uh great hospitality great restaurants uh, just an awesome Vic and Danny and the crew there doing an amazing job for us
0: yeah tons of fun so yeah stay on top of that you can follow along on the social medias and everything too to, to get more info on that one more thing I wanted to shout out was a guy by the name of tumbleweed Tommy if you guys are on Instagram go check out tumbleweed Tommy he's a uh Influencer in the fashion industry and uh doing some cowboy stuff on there. He's a pretty cool cat that's went viral over the last little while. That people have been sending me some videos. It's pretty pretty good watching along. So go give tumbleweed Tommy a follow and show him some support. And with that, we will roll. Got him. Got, I got
1: him. That's awesome. He's fucking he's got awesome. fifty thousand followers.
0: Yeah, he does a good job. Fuck yeah, he's good. If you got some clothes that you want shared on there, he's got fifty thousand people following his his uh his clothing. Um, Sales, so yeah, good weed, Tommy. With that, guys, we will toss it to our interview right now with the firewalker Stetson
1: Lawrence. We have an opportunity to welcome so many rookies and so many young stars, but we also have an opportunity to honor those that have given us so many great memories. And tonight, it is an honor to say thank you to a man who has been a fan favorite, not just to fans around the world, but to the bull riders in the locker room. From his very first victory in Thackerville, Oklahoma, to his last victory this season in Chicago, Illinois, nine qualifications up to the PBR World Finals. This is what I'm talking about. Stetson Lawrence put in a really good ride in the long run, and then he built off of that. 92 and a quarter he doesn't just ride coaches he has his way with him
0: our guest today is a nine-time pbr world finals qualifier a mainstay on the elite series of the pbr for over a decade and one of the fan favorites of the game the 2014 pbr canada national champion recording numerous 90 point rides and wins at the highest level of the game it is the fire walker stetson lawrence what's up brother
2: Oh, uh, shoot, not much. Just enjoying the last couple days of summer here in Montana.
0: Yeah, you're getting cold there. Same as us yeah. up here. I hate it. Depressing. <sighs> sadness. Cold. <laughs>
2: It's awesome for a little bit. Then once it gets cold, it's like, fuck, I want summer to come back around. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you. That transition from <laughs> summer to fall isn't too
1: bad because it's decently warm and there's no goddamn bugs. But yeah, uh, when that when that first snowflake hits the ground, you just want to punch yourself in the nuts.
0: Yeah. And I don't think like our Australian listeners or even our South uh listeners south uh, america not south america yeah, i guess south america
1: too but just southern states of
0: america <laughs> understand how fucking cold it is that makes sense or is that terrible south
1: america yeah <laughs> I the, love it. down there down there by the south pole i might understand but i don't know about uh, south america. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome that's
0: good okay sorry what's up though that's in um Fresh off retirement here at the finals there last year. So uh, what's been what's been keeping you busy, man? What's going on in your life?
2: Oh, shoot. i uh, just been enjoying retirement really all summer. That's all I was doing. Thought I had a little TV job, PBR. Thought I was going to do a little of that, but they didn't want to do that. So I just enjoyed golfing and, shoot, enjoyed the lake and just summertime, not going to rodeos every weekend and, just chilling. Yeah,
0: that's always good to do. Hey Scott, it get, it'll get old pretty fast, so you'll want to find something to do pretty quick. But for the first little while, it's like, oh yeah, I don't have to fucking go every weekend. It's pretty nice right
2: now. Yeah, that's just it now. Yeah, it's I'm sick of sitting in the house, and I already golf so much. I I'm sick, getting sick of that. So started driving Uber and Lyft here last month, and do that until I can get some money saved up to get into some real estate honestly is that what's going on yeah that's what i want to try to get into some commercial real estate some triple net commercial real estate look into it; it's pretty cool
0: oh shit so do you gotta do you gotta do like is not that that's a pretty long course right you have to go and do a bunch of
2: shit bunch no, of you school and I, shit? I, all that shit and just be an investor and find deals no shit Hell yeah go.
0: yeah Here's Jason. He's jumping back on the pod.
2: We for those listening, and we we had him didn't have
0: him off the hop, but he's back hey, now. Good to see you, buddy.
2: Sanitary your hands. We're gonna get a sick in here. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> Not much. How are you? I'm good, pal. You? Good. Busy as always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you come up. You gonna come up and visit us? I don't know. Whenever the border is easy to cross, is it? I don't even know if it is again. It's coming. I hear. It's coming. I, so. I also got to renew my passport, to be honest. You yeah, need that. You need that.
1: One I, I, I can't believe is how many of the U.S. guys down there don't have passports.
0: Do you need one, Stetson, being First Nations?
2: No, I, I never tried to pull the NINC card before, but <laughs> I just went, went and did it the Caucasian way. And got the passport. <laughs>
0: Well, I know Dakota Lewis, like when everybody was having all that trouble getting back and forth, he ripped up, but I think he's he's half Canadian though, is he not? Yeah, his
2: tribe is Canadian tribe too. So yeah, will be my thing. Yeah, yeah, not too bad.
0: Um, so yeah, so since the retirement gig, you talked about uh did a little bit or thought you were gonna have a TV job. I noticed at the end of last year you were doing a bunch of stuff doing interviews yeah uh, in the center alley all that stuff that didn't plan out for you or what happened there well
2: shoot i don't know apparently my audition wasn't good enough i guess yeah. <laughs> I maybe i stuttered too much
0: <laughs> didn't get the job
2: not. words.
0: so uh yeah. is that something that you'd like to try to keep pursuing or is that in the back uh, no? I,
2: I don't know shoot it's it's something that's pretty cool but you know it's i don't even know how to pursue that and if it even pays, if it's worth the pay, so see how it all lines up. Fuck <laughs> <Good too.
0: laughs> So I noticed also that on your on your social media the other day, you were talking uh, about a film that you're doing with Keith Malloy, and I know you've been doing some stuff in California, oh. and then you're back over there. What's uh, what's going on with that? Can you tell the listeners, or is that all? up? Oh in- yeah,
2: we can't shoot. It's they're hundred five is just doing a little documentary film on me. And yeah, we went out to my grandparents last weekend and shot there. Just kind of the upbringing, and how I become a cowboy and stuff. And shoot, it actually it was pretty sad. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah. It's it's very it's it's very deep, honestly, and very therapeutic, honestly, for the family. But it's it was interesting. And yeah, and then I think in when the Vegas deals goes, <clears throat> we're gonna go there and. With Tandy and Derek, and try to go with Keyshawn and a couple other guys there and get some more interviews. And yeah, they're going to put together badass film. Oh, nice. cool. That's so the team finals in
1: Vegas, Stetson.
2: Yeah, they're going to do some film in there just because everybody will be there. So,
1: yeah. yeah, how do you feel about this team's deal? You wish you were still healthy and in it, or what uh,
2: do you think dude? I'm glad I retired to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Just this first year has been brutal for uh, the guys. You know? Some teams are treating guys well and some aren't. So, you know, it's, it's bound to happen. But, you know, it's, to get it figured out, it'll be a good deal. But right now it's, it's a little rough. Yeah, trust me. I'm right in the middle of it. I've heard it. I've heard I, lots. <laughs> I bet you know you know more than I do and I, no, I don't just,
1: care to I, know I it. I didn't mind listening. I'm just going to I'll be a no comment at a day, but I do enjoy listening to everybody else's comments. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fair. That's cuz you do you're like for those that don't know just a couple months ago you were still riding, right? So, uh yeah. what's what is the the scoop, I'm sure. Well, Kevy, Kevy's giving you some info, and Derek, and those guys. What's uh, what's what's their thoughts on the whole thing, or what's the guys the the locker room vibe around it now that they're about halfway through the season?
2: It's all different. Every guy's different. Like Keyshawn, they all he don't care that they treat it like it's just a normal bull ride, and they don't do too much team stuff. Some guys are letting the team things get to their heads, and other guys are ain't, ain't getting paid enough to be our own teams. You know who they are. <laughs> yep.
0: Derek seems to be doing
2: good. He seems to be riding fucking good. Yeah, oh, I think the- him, him, him having a little baby girl, things helping that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they I won guess. the last two, Oklahoma. Yep, fair enough. Well, you pay attention enough to you know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, you talked. Are you going to be that guy, Stets? When you're done, you're done. Like you get, you just it's best that you don't even watch, or you still like tune in.
2: Oh, I tune in and watch a little bit, but I don't know it's kind of hard to follow this team thing and how some teams win and on the same damn rides or whatever, and the other teams lose the little bonus round thing I actually I don't understand that's one thing I can't even help you out on either
1: yeah I, the bonus the bonus round is for points um because it will be determined on points going into. Las Vegas, but I have to get my head wrapped around that a little bit, too, because it's anybody's game to win the title in Vegas, apparently. Um, there's enough points there. So I think the goal, obviously, is to be which has been a struggle. For yeah. a lot of um, it is bull riding, and these guys are getting on three of the best bulls a, a well,
2: would I wouldn't stretch it that far.
1: Well, they're, they're good enough
2: that they ain't staying on them, because they're wow. not riding very many. Well, but yeah, has, but,
1: that,
2: you know. Yeah, there's they're not that top end of bulls that you're used to seeing every weekend. I will say that I'll agree with you there, Stetson. So I just from
1: the stuff that I watch I noticed that it's yeah, it's not as uh it's not the top of the pen. Completely. Yeah, like the riding all
0: solos the in them, right? Like whoop yeah. out there last weekend, but you haven't seen the world title did. bulls. Yeah,
2: those eliminators and all that every weekend. Like now you get to pick and choose, like which is great for the riders, but I can see as a fan now, like you're not seeing the top bulls every weekend or in that area every weekend, you know.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about this with the top bulls in the racks. Do you ever would fucking Semper Fi whipped you down?
2: Oh, <laughs> dude, yeah. In the film, they brought that picture back up of me looking just badass
0: like a warrior. We got to find that picture. I want to post that thing. Stetson gets on this big fucking brindle of Chad Burgers and it wh- whips. And it was kind of like when he oh, first brought back, back the, yeah, brought back yeah. the real long hair. And I mean, fucking whipped him down and he gets up wakes up and he's just blood <laughs> and hair and dirt and fucking just like like he just finished battle right
2: off a of movie <laughs> so, oh yeah it was bad I, playing Wallace at, at
1: a braveheart after a nice yeah. bloody battle on the on the grassy knoll <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: so you bring up you bring up Cobaba and uh having a little girl and making him ride better for those that don't know, <laughs> fresh announcement for you. Gonna have a Hell have a kid, yeah. first kid. How's that? How's things with that? Are you ready to be a father?
2: Shoot. No, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't ready. Hell no. Um, but it's exciting and yeah, that's what made me get started like working again and be a little bit more motivated in that department of life and just something to focus on other than not bull riding, I guess. I got something to look forward to other than regrets of what i should have did
0: <laughs> yeah that's fair do you think that having a having a kid are you happy though that you're done and not riding like would it have changed your mindset you think as a bull rider having a kid or would that not have probably affected you at all or do you feel like it's like lots of guys talk about how they want to wait till they have kids until they're done their careers right so yeah you're kind of hitting that right now but do you think it would have affected you if you were still riding
2: yeah that's i never plan to have a kid till I was done Honestly, just because I want to be there all the time. And I, I don't know, I, I don't know how guys balance both of them. Is just going all in every weekend and having little ones at home. That's, it's tough. <laughs> Even the travel.
0: Definitely. Okay. Well, let's get into it here, cowboy. I know um, your story is a lot different than, than a lot of people's um, growing up. Where you grew up, yeah. how you grew up. Let's uh, let's figure it out. From the from the reservation to the goddamn high highest level of the sport. <laughs> What's his yeah. fill us in, man? Let's go walk us through walk, walk us through you as a kid, the firewalker, wildcat, middle child as a child. This is what I want to know.
2: You wanna know the kid life. Mm-hmm. Shit. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Born in Williston grew up in Trenton there. And we lived there my whole childhood and, but every summer we'd get, go down to my grandparents in South Dakota and Whitehorse. And my grandparents has eight brothers, I think my grandpa has. So I think like six of them had cattle ranches of their own. So we went and branded basically all June and end of July, we helped out just whatever around the ranch. So yeah, we just ranch down there every summer, and until you got eighth grade and old enough to go to rodeos and make money on the weekends. We did that every summer. So,
1: but did you start like in the in the steer riding in grade eight, or were you guys getting on little bulls? What was your first event?
2: Oh, like through the years, like my dad's a bull rider, so grew up watching him go. So we went gone some sheep here and there and little calves at times, but you know, like most of it was just here and there until high school got over. Then we took it serious and actually went to bull ridings and stuff.
0: Was he still riding when you were a kid? My dad?
2: Yeah. No. Um, like when I was really little, he was like, I went to a couple bull ridings when I was probably like 10 or so, he was still getting on. I think he retired in. 97 or 8 or something like that. Right. Did he come up to Canada? Do you know Stetson? Like back no, then? he didn't go too far. Like He went to a lot of Indian rodeos at his younger age and then shooty at us kids at a young age. So then he just got a job and stayed close to home and did the amateurs. What did he do? What was the job? Oh, he's UPS truck driver. Still is one. Yeah? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, delivering yeah. them brown boxes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason brings up Canada. So, where you, when you were high school rodeo and stuff, was it all right around there, or when did when did you start coming up here? Because we've known you pretty much your whole yeah. professional career.
2: Right after high school, I would come up there, start dabble in the PBRs up there, and get my feet wet up there. So. Yeah, I was like probably my – when I was 20, I started going up there when Ross Lewis and them guys took us up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ross. Palki.: Yeah. Shopper. That always was always shopping. good when, that, when I saw your guys' name. You knew
1: you had five guys that could win. Every yeah. time did win. That's <laughs> <saved laughs> a lot of money out of Canada back in the day.
2: It was fun. It was damn sure fun. It was good <laughs> bulls, big bulls. Shit, I didn't like going down south. They're too small.
1: We'll yeah. tell some more guys around there to start heading north. Would you please?
2: Oh, they're all pussies now, Jason. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, could a, we could have a, we could have, an
2: entire podcast about that right now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh When did you get hooked up with Shopper? That's another guy that I, I would like to get on here, but he's kind of fell off the fucking face of the earth. But you guys, oh, yeah, right I, from I, the get-go.
2: Yeah, he, he's still down in Gasty But, shoot, I've known him since, like, junior high rodeos, 4-H rodeos, we, they had there, because he grew up in Grassy Butte, which is only like an hour and a half from where I grew up, mm-hmm. and we always have like little 4-H rodeos, a roping community we had, had one in Williston, and Killdeer and Grassy Butte, so I've known him since I was probably 10, 12, yeah, fucking ace. And that sucker would always kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. He was good. He was good for how tall he was. And in high school, he was good. Do you still talk to him lots? Hell no. You no. He can't get hold of him. He just wants to be left alone in Grassy Butte. I know. Ratchet. After going to a long X bar to have a beer with him, I don't think he cares.
0: Is he still fucking
2: firefighting? I remember he's firefighting for a while. Or oh, he a does run? No. yeah, he does. He has two twins now. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Well, a how old before. are you guys now, Stetson? How old are you? Shoot, I'm—I'll be 34 in November. And so, is he a year younger? Yeah, two years. He'll be 31. He'll be my yeah. age. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, maybe a year older. Yeah, but, I remember
2: uh, he just up and said, "I'm done, man. Just. Two, yeah, I just up and quit. I'm like, "What the hell, man?" <laughs> Bismarck. <laughs> Who else do we have? Zach, too, you guys
1: brought up. Zach, Zach yeah. Zach Peterson. Zach What's, he up Peterson.
2: To? What's he doing? Yeah. Sure, I don't know. Just raising his family and has a little ranch there available. Yeah. Mm. They do you have some touch with him? Do you Talk Lewis. to him at all? No. Nope. I, I hear
1: anybody. I hear from Palki and Ross Lewis at wee hours of the morning when they've been drinking.
2: <laughs> Bud oh, my
1: Yeah. And they'll just keep phoning and phoning and leaving messages. And the next day, my voicemail is right full because they've timed <laughs> it out.
2: Those uh, guys love to drink. That's how I got caught on drinking. Those two. Jesus. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> not giving a shit about drinking. And just long as one sober guy yeah. was in driving, the whole rest of the car had to be drunk. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. <laughs> so you guys fit it so good up here. <laughs> <laughs> so were you always like uh the the hot shot the superstar guy as a as a kid i remember coming across the border a couple times to some open bull ridings and you would be the talk of the place you and shopper as well some of them events that chad was doing and shit like badlands and you know just open stuff not pbrs or anything like that but everybody knew who you guys were and knew that you were going to go to that next level was it always like that as a kid or did it take you a while to get the game figured out
2: no, oh, no. I was a struggle bus for real. Like I didn't really even care. Like eighth grade, I probably, I snapped my arm riding miniature bulls. Like, like as a young kid, I would, <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. I would just hang off to the side and I wouldn't let go, but I'd just sit there and drag forever. <laughs> and then that one time I stuck my arm, my free arm through the fence and snapped my arm in half and my arm was just dangling and, had to get a rod and shit put in there. And I told my parents after that, I was freaking done riding. I was tired of being hurt and all that crap. And a year later, I was like going into high school. I'm like, shit, I can't be a pussy all my life. I got to get <laughs> back on. <laughs> and shoot, you, you crave it. You crave that freaking adrenaline rush. It's stupid, but it's, it's something you can't get anywhere else, you know? Oh, yeah. Fucking okay, right fucking
0: dumb but fuck it's fun <laughs> exactly, exactly. That, yeah.
1: might be the, that might be the line of the year right there yeah it's, it's dumb but it's fun it's dumb it's fun um,
0: so that's that's it you know you you hit that 18 mark and i remember you were going to pbrs and shit and then then all of a sudden, you were like back in fucking Saskatchewan at beachy Saskatchewan CCA rodeo and then going back to CCA rodeo. Oh, right?
2: shoot. You want to know that story?
0: Well, kind of, yeah, because it surprised yeah. the shit out of me when I'd seen you at PA at the PBR. Um,
2: then all of a sudden, you boys. There. there was Shopper. Who was it? Shopper, Zach, Cole. Cole Hermanson. Yes, yeah, Cole yeah. Hermanson. And I think it was Ross, maybe, or somebody else. Those fuckers left me. I was supposed to go up with them somewhere. And they were, like, driving right past my house. Like, I, was, I had to drive, like, 45 minutes to meet them. They fucking just went right on past, and they called me. They were already freaking going up to the border by freaking – what is it, Shelby up there? Yeah. I'm like, you fuckers, like, <laughs> you're supposed to pick me up. So I was like, well, fuck you. And then I just quit all PBRs bull riding. At that time, I was married – to tk and shit i was going to they're going on cca road and i was like oh shit if i'm gonna go with these i might as well enter and i just started winning at them i'm like oh shit these actually pay pretty good because nobody was riding uh-huh. so what year would that be huh 20. what year would that have been 2012 i got this saddle here
0: <laughs> yeah you took the title this <laughs> fucking guy
1: <laughs> Eleven. 11. No I don't yeah. Well, you know what? I probably did know that,
2: but I didn't. Like, I didn't realize. I stole that. it from Butter, that bastard. We were going our bull for bull till the fifth round, and you finally fell off. Would you, That was a of CCA yeah. finals in Saskatoon? Yeah, Virginia. in Saskatoon. Regina. That was a good finals. That's the best hospitality ever. I got a massage every day before I got on. It's <laughs> <laughs> cca was freaking balling back then at, the blue, bay. at yeah. the blue
1: bay is that where your massage was <laughs> yeah, okay, massage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's
0: gold and then uh then you know went through those days and then kind of like 20 when i first started to get on tour you came around too like 2013 2014 yep. is when it kind of started taking off for you yeah Within the PBR, so what changed there? You made friends with those guys again? <laughs> no,
2: I just did. I just started going to PBRs around there, and I started making some money. I was like, "Oh well, shit!" I'll just try it. Real money. Yeah. And then I got really broke because I was traveling so much trying to make that real money, and then I freaking balled out and won three weekends in a row, and that's what just set it off. Got you on tour. Oh, it was right at May, so I didn't – had to go the whole summer. I ended up winning, like, 10 10 touring pros that year. That's the year I won the Canadian deals. Canadian title in 14. Yeah, Uh, that was
0: your breakout year. First year made the finals?
2: Uh, The year before I made an alternate, but 14 is the first time I actually qualified. Yeah, you didn't even compete in Saskatoon, if I recall. You had that much of
1: a lead. You won it before – Yeah, I
2: tore my knee out in in the World Finals. Yeah wonder who was second back then yeah that guy sitting right there
0: was it me yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh you just got lucky that's all <laughs> yeah. was that the year guy because i won it the next year I yeah you won it. the next year but couldn't beat the firewalker god damn Hell. yeah brady olsen boat yeah.
2: hill
1: yeah. brady olsen and stetson lawrence so we've had three american Day- yeah. Daylin. and dalen that's yeah. right Four.
0: Did Brady win the championship?
1: Yeah. Championship? Remember he tapped out old liquid fire there for twenty five thousand. Yeah. We yeah. had that. Oh, head.
2: yeah. I remember that. He rode yeah. that
1: bull for yeah. 25 grand. We stroked him a check for it. Mm. That was the fifth night. But you weren't expecting that,
0: Jason. Huh? But you weren't expecting that. Promotional stuff done
1: wrong. <laughs> it wasn't my money. I had no problem writing that check. That wasn't my money. Uh, it's only been my money the last five years.
0: <laughs> so what do you think changed up, Stetson, that 2014 year and then just took off from there nine times you went to the world finals after that? Was it a mindset change, physical change, or what clicked for you then to be go down as one of the best to ever do it?
2: Ah, uh, mindset. Like, I legit, before that weekend I won three in a row, like, I was <laughs> – I only had fifteen hundred dollars in the bank account. But me and Zach, we drove to—I think we went to Pueblo for so some classic deal and got my ass handed to me there. Then we drove all night to that Palo, California, I think it was. And that Tommy G deal out there, And I won that. And then I think I went and won Tenasket, Washington, and then Bismarck or something like that—a couple other ones, but. Just having to grit it out and the an extra little try, not be scared, be yeah. honest. Like I remember in Bismarck when it really clicked and when I figured out what I was doing was when I was out over the horns and not not being scared of it, because I knew I was in control. But goddamn them things look huge swinging underneath here. <laughs> <you. laughs> oh, this ain't uh, probably gonna
1: bode well for any up-and-comers listening <laughs> to this wanting to get on some big friendly chad burgers, is it? Well those cow
2: town slingers is good, but he has some big ass horns. But if yeah. you got on your ass, you got your ass handed to you. Yeah. So yeah, probably I'm when sure. you felt them horns. Yeah, you got close a couple times. <laughs>
0: Uh, biggest moments, man. So you, you, you go through the, all those years you've, um, well, I always counted that St. Louis, you won that one, even though you didn't get the yeah, win because they changed, changed the point system fucking over and over. And what happened there? You, you <laughs> wrote all your bulls. It was when they, they were really trying to make it, well, they were really trying to make sure
2: that. The make sure that Slavano would take his re-rides <laughs> or, yeah. everybody would take a damn re and yeah. Kaiki ended up winning three of the four rounds and off of and he fell off, but he ended up beating me because he won three rounds. I rode all four of my bulls.
0: Yeah, they ended up like yeah giving round points out, and then it was the weekend on points. Whoever won the event, so you could ride them all but not win, and that's what happened with Stetson. But then move forward to Dockerville. You take the win there. I know for yeah. me, like, finally getting a win on that tour. There's so many guys that go their whole careers that never do win on that yeah. tour. Was that just a fucking huge weight off your back to get that bucket? Oh,
2: yeah, for sure. Definitely just to actually solidify it, actually, I had won one and done it. Because, man, I took second a lot. <laughs> a lot. I took that year before, I took second to Iron Cowboy. You were with me on that one. Like, yep. I mean, you were... Yeah, in that race with them, and then the last cowboy standing was me and Jr. again. Mm-hmm. And then, where are, there's another one. Oh, and the four man in Nashville, I got my ass handed to me there. But yeah, right close. Those are some big yeah. ones too. <laughs> yeah, and to win <laughs> a shit ton of money. <laughs> what was your biggest cap? Uh <laughs> Chicago this year, one hundred fifty thousand. Not right. right, no. Okay. I, that includes my 1515 15 in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, let's get into that a little bit to your stats and so you, you go through this illustrious career about the highs and the big money and all that stuff. Uh what ultimately ended your career was the fact of a broken neck and the shit that comes along with that after you break the <laughs> fucking thing, but maybe first just walk us through the the first time you know that you've originally broke it and for me my biggest wonderment when when that happens to guys, because we've seen it a few times, me and you, sort of guys, yeah. fucking friends, uh, we'll tell the Bonner Bolton story after this one too. But uh, we've seen friends oh, go through it, and I always wonder: is it is it at that moment? Is it are you thinking about if you're paralyzed or not, or are you thinking about can I ride again? You know, like is it is it is it, is it the extreme of am I going to fucking live through this, or is it automatically? your mindset, just how, when can I get back? How am I going to be able to ride more?
2: The the first time I broke it. Yeah. Uh, the first time I broke it, I didn't even cross my neck or cross my mind that I was broke my neck or nothing. It just felt like I had a big knot in the back of my neck and I couldn't use my right arm. Like I could, couldn't raise it, but there's no, like, cause I was already walking. Like I got up and ran out of the arena and yeah. walked out and, so I wasn't worried about being paralyzed at all at that point. But after that, I did. Yeah. Right.
0: What was the process? Did you go get fucking go right to the hospital? Or you're walking around or did Tandy be no, like, hey, I, just, man, broken I walked,
2: my grabbed my hat and helmet rope, went back to locker room, threw my shit down. And I'm like, I knew something wasn't right. And I just went straight to the sports med and had, I think Dave or Rich, one of them did the whole check through. And then Tandy didn't and he, immediately went grabbed the damn seat car like slap that on i'm like fuck Mm -hmm. yeah and he's like all right it's like get to texas because we were in tulsa and yeah found a ride got a ride at taylor toves and i think i was in that was on sunday and i was in surgery on wednesday
0: oh shit yeah didn't you party
2: Oh, that that Sunday night, dude! I got sold it up. F- started fighting with my girlfriend. Everybody, I thought everybody was against me. <laughs> everybody hated me. Everybody hated me <laughs> with a broken neck. So then, what's the? Oh, you the funniest thing yeah, about it? it. I figured it. we. I was fighting. Whatever thought everybody was against me because I had like they're called ranch water, They're like tequila and Topo Chico and just oh, fire water, thing, eh? Oh yeah, I had no freaking pain meds or anything. My neck was broke. Tanny would give me nothing. I'm like, I need something that's freaking numbness pain. And I'm like, just started chugging them. Like the third one, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and everybody is just like, my girlfriend is just like trying to leave the pool. And I'm like, why the fuck are you leaving? And yeah, I just thought everybody's against me. So next thing you know. I'm out front with damn shoes, shorts. That's it. And then the goddamn neck brace, and I just took off running.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then I come back <laughs> after I fucking realized I didn't have any of my phone, my wallet, or nothing. So I no right. to run to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. With
0: the neck brace on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> with my neck brace, just running with my neck here. Yeah, I dislocated it. Yeah, just needed oh. a freaking bone graph and just trying
1: to game bounce game. it back into place huh yeah i guess fuck jesus
0: um all joking aside though too along with it too it did come with a lot of like um mental health struggles and all that extra added stuff that comes along with it and and being career over and and you've been pretty open with it talking about how you had to go and seek some help and and you know get yourself lined out and get your mind right and then when you did come back from it, obviously it worked for you, but maybe walk us through just kind of the what like what a guy goes through a professional athlete and what you had to go through to get back to the top of the game.
2: Yeah. Like that's the one thing after breaking my neck and going through all that and <laughs> you really get to sit down and look look the guy in the mirror and like see who you really are. And at that time I I knew I wasn't done bull riding because I knew I still had something left to prove. I knew I wasn't fully done. Like there's something in me, I knew I had to prove. And I was like, well, shit, like, how can I get better at that time? I was in pretty decent shape. I've been working out for that time for almost a year now, solid. So I was feeling pretty good. And then on top of that, I like, well, shit, the only thing I, I can benefit at is my freaking mental health and listening to a lot of podcasts that, um, what the hell's his name, Ed Milet, and just kind of worked my way through, because I knew going to therapy wasn't going to be easy, and c- just because of my past, and it's, there's a lot of shit there, that's need, need, needed, needed to be uncovered, and needed to be like a weight lifted off my shoulders, and I, and I just manned up, and eventually got the courage, and the right mindset to go to therapy, and it was life-changing like everybody should do it because the more you go to therapy and realize like that like you're not the only one that's (laughs) fucked up everybody has a messed up childhood and goes through some kind of trauma and deals with the self-doubt or the um anything Mm kind of shitty thoughts whatever you know Mm -hmm. and you know when once you look yourself in a mirror and get them out and I don't know, you start living more positively and gratefully more than anything. That's called high school, isn't it? Right <laughs> through it all.
1: Like, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this?
0: You know? yeah. yeah. That had to be hard. Like even just to, like you say, with everything that's happened to you in your life. And um, I know that's a lot of people's biggest, hiccup on not wanting to do that is what the fuck am I going to actually remember or think about of, of my past or what
1: I, what I uh, do.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's you, what's that?
1: Stetson, you were, um, you were posting a lot of your workout video. I recall watching, like you were, uh, you were working out real hard. Is that part of the therapy for you to be able to post that and it, share that?
2: It is. It still is therapy for me working out. Like I got to, I work out four days a week still and like I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. Like that's the other part of like, goddamn, damn, it could feel pretty dangerous, but it's, it's become a lifestyle more than anything kind of for me, like working out. And I still go to therapy. I go to therapy every two weeks now. Right after I got re- I retired. I, went. I was going every week, and then now I'm back backed off for every two weeks and I look forward to it. It's, it's, Something, something I, I need anyways. Yeah. Once, once you do it and experience it, it's it's something you look forward to and kind of can, I don't know, count on to make you feel better, I guess, or work through whatever you're dealing with. Yeah, so are I, you going to uh, – oh, sorry, go ahead, Scott. No,
1: I agree 100%. It goes right back to the first thing you said is the hardest part is pulling up in the parking lot, shutting the vehicle off, and letting your guard down to go oh, yeah. in because, you know, your stats and Lawrence the tough bull rider, but once you go in there, oh man, it, it's just like a weight lifted off your shoulder, like you said. But there's so many people that are just scared to do it, and man, it don't be scared, go do it, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely it's tough. Just have a self talk with yourself in the mirror and be like, hey, yeah, man up and do it, like, cause yep. if everybody knows we all, we all know like there's something you're dealing with or and to talk the best thing about it is you talk to somebody that doesn't even have anything to do with it or say they're just anonymous basically and you just let them know how you feel and yeah they're there to listen that's it like so
1: do you think moving forward part of your therapy do you want to still stay involved with bull riding in some capacity like do you have any interest in you know bulls or or being a part of the team so maybe as a coach or an assistant coach have
2: has any of that crossed your mind i i'd I'd much rather like be a coach or like mentor somebody i guess just because i don't know i feel like if more guys got into working out and then (laughs) it's a tough deal to ask somebody to go to therapy but if you can get somebody to dive into just a sports psychologists and just that mindset even helps a lot. And if someone can double dabble with that and try to take it as a professional side, I would love to try to coach somebody, but I can't teach somebody more about bull riding than the coaches they already have there for sure. But there's, there's still room for improvements. I know that. Mm -hmm.
0: And you're doing some of that one-on-one coaching now too, right? Like uh, Connor. Yeah, Elvis I got I had a couple like guys
2: I had a couple guys signed up for it and doing it a little bit, but you know, it's you sign up for workouts and <laughs> they start doing them and they, it, it kind of fade away a little bit. So <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe push them too hard. I don't know. It's a learning curve, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's different for everybody too, right? You gotta read the the guy that's maybe doing it.
2: Yeah. And that's the other thing. It's not, it's all like away from not on -on one-on-one. So it's all remote, a little hard to read and kind of take for somebody.
0: Yeah. So then when you came, when you came back and you, you come back from a broken neck surgeries, all that sort of stuff, you, you get your mind, right. You get your body, right. Winning Chicago, does that stand out as the biggest accomplishment of your, of your career just from what you had to go through to
2: to get to that point, I would say it was a yeah. it would say it the biggest accomplishment, but it was a the turning point where it was I don't know it become easy and I can be relaxed in that mindset where I showed up and the way I approached the bull ridings. <laughs> That last year, it was totally different than I ever did previous years. It's crazy. Like I Mentally? meditated. Oh yeah, I meditated yeah. before I went. Um, like <laughs> listen to some travel music. Like it was. Yeah. It was no, I didn't dance. I was just it was crazy. It's it's weird. Like, but I just got in the zone and I did that. Actually, going to before triplets bull riding, I had to do it. And I tell you why, because on the way there we were freaking me and my girlfriend were driving as a hell of a snowstorm and cruising down, I can't remember what interstate is in South Dakota, but passing the other semi, and we're just rolling about 6570 passing in this shitty conditions. And all of a sudden there's this goddamn semi parked with his flashers on in the passing zone and the passing lane. So i immediately slam on the brakes and just drift off. I was like, well, we're hitting the ditch. I was like, I'm not going to hit that semi. And then I get on the side of him and he has a door open and I'm like, Oh shit. So I swerve further over. Then I got past this door and I got us back on the frigging interstate. And I don't know how I did that. Immediately got off next exit, got out threw a fit, cussed that guy out <laughs> freaked out. <laughs> I was pissed. Like I was crazy. How I, I got, didn't think we were going to come out of that, that way. And then once I got there, I had to freaking calm down. So then I did that because I've seen on a podcast about a breathing and slowing your heart rate down and doing all that and get in the mindset of just trusting my ability and just my freaking 10 years of riding, just believing it. And I just got in this mindset where it was easy and, Easy to tap into that mindset where every every weekend was easy. Then that first weekend that Matts, I rode all four of my bulls, and they were some pretty shitty bulls, but they were good. Like it was crazy. Right. And I went on to, I think I re- legit rode pretty much fifty percent. Nice last yeah. year.
0: It's funny. It's fucking just little things and it just clicks, and then it.
2: You're sad oh yeah. or riding such a crazy game. It would become easy and fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, have you ever slapped anybody in the face with a ham?
2: <laughs> i seen that guy last year or at the World Finals this year. I'm like, oh shit, that's the guy I slapped with a ham. Oh yeah, <laughs> who's the guy? I don't remember his name. I still don't remember his name. I almost got big shit because of this. Was
1: he an employee or what? Yeah, yeah. he worked.
2: Yeah. He worked for the PBR. I don't know what he did you know he did, Tanner? No.
0: <laughs> no, I just want you to tell the story.
2: <laughs> okay, all right, we're we were PA somewhere out East Coast, anyways. We're out drinking all night. Then we went to um,
0: <laughs> not Prince Albert, oh. like Pennsylvania. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, that. yeah,
1: yeah. I was gonna be like clarify, clarify.
2: <laughs> 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 but yeah, we're in this room. This lady has just a smorgasbord of food in there all the time. And it's just perfect for after bar clothes. We go up there and grab some snacks. And then Tanner and J.W. Harris were in there. And I'm like, right, I bet you won't slap him a piece of ham. I'm like, what? I was like, all right. I just wish should slap this guy a piece of ham. And next thing you know, I get a call from Andy Watson saying, yeah, you're getting talked about. You almost didn't get to go to World Finals because of this. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit, I didn't know. I was just freaking half drunk, just having fun.
1: Having yeah. fun with some ham.
2: Like, yeah.
0: Offended. Like,
1: who doesn't, when they eat ham, want to slap somebody <laughs> in the face? With it? Like, it's not, it was the ham's fault. It wasn't it's, your it's, fault, That's It's that. harmless fun, man. I get that way when I'm around a ham, too. I just want <laughs> to a piece of it up and slap it. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Uh, that's good. Yeah, that was fun. We had some good times. The, the after party hotel rooms, you know, we always indulged in those. That's oh, when, yeah. when you can kind that, of tell. Um,
1: the lady, was that up in a hotel room? She had a whole bunch of like. It was
2: Maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah. I remember when we were in uh,
1: Tampa Bay too. She, did she come for years and years and years? Yep.
2: Yeah. Was
1: her name yeah.
0: Cindy? Was it Cindy? Was
1: yeah, it I think name? it was
2: Cindy. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Joe,
1: crazy. I remember how long ago it was Joe Baumgarten introduced me to her.
0: But yeah, I she'd have like Scott, she'd have like fucking she'd show up on the road somewhere with like full meals for everybody.
1: She like, she'd have a whole lot in her room. Yeah. And everybody so- would
0: go to her room after the bull riding and eat. I remember getting on there like- and I was like, what the fuck are we <laughs> doing there? <man?" laughs> yeah. But everybody did it. Everybody <laughs> did it. She had beers. She had everything, man. It was fun as shit.
1: Guys, you guys didn't get feeling sleepy after you ate the ham, did you? Yeah. Maybe she was maybe she was, you know, creepy.
0: Boiling water (laughs) in the toilet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Some (laughs) shit going on.
0: Yeah, it was different. Um, Stetson. Ultimately, the the effects of, of the broken neck. You come back, you win, you're having a great year. You're actually like in the world title race. And then what goes on? I noticed I, mean, I was at the global cup this year and yeah. WUPA. And there was a couple of times where you just landed and you couldn't move. It was really scary, obviously for you yeah. as well. And everybody else watching, just not sure what was going on. It was almost like you were knocked out, but you weren't right. So what, what, what actually went down and what was the, the why you had to call it a, a career with that?
2: Yeah, basically in Milwaukee there, was like almost a month before, um, Global Cup, I landed on my head the first time. I mean, that was probably the scariest one. Like, that's when it looked like I got knocked out, just laying there, but I was completely conscious. I just couldn't feel nothing. Like, I was talking to Cooper Juan, and I was like, hey, I, I can't move because I knew I landed out right in front of the out gate. And I was like, oh, you gotta tell. I didn't know who it was. I knew it was Cooper or um, Webb. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, I can't move. I can't move. And Next thing you know, I'm like, I actually told him like, shit, I think I'm paralyzed. (laughs) And then I kind of freaked him out a little bit. And then slowly I got to come back, like the tingling in my toes, my feet kind of come back in my hands and yeah, I walked out. And at that time I was still wasn't, I knew I wasn't done riding. I, I still had something to prove for some dumb reason. I don't know. And I didn't go get checked out or nothing. And then, yeah, rode in Global Cup and landed on not that bad. And I lost feeling in my arms that time. And, yeah, Tan, he told me, yeah, he, I was in Dallas there. So I was like, oh, shit, it'd be perfect time because that's where I have my surgery and that's where the specialist is. And so we just stayed an extra day and went and seen him. And he just friggin', he's like, man, t- sorry to tell you, but you got to be done. I'm like. That's I what just, he said right there, eh? Yeah. Fuck. And I was like, shit, really? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, Fuck. and I'm like, well, like I I kind of knew because I couldn't at that time I couldn't look straight up without a zinger going down my left arm. That's and true. like, yeah, I knew something wasn't quite right. And he showed me the X-rays. And yeah, basically I ref. when I say I broke my neck twice, I refractured the fusion in C seven and six. And that's that's why I said to retire. And on top of the C five and four, C five is the top of the fusion. So four is like where the most mobility is, and my spinal column's like really narrow there. So if I land on my head again, (laughs) odds are be paralyzed from the ears down. Like I wouldn't even be able to wheel myself around or do nothing. So, Jesus. And I felt that. Those little bits, and I know he wasn't bullshitting me, so I was like, "That's it, I like, done." Yeah. Fuck. Uh,
0: yeah, and that's you know, same thing with the mental health and different sides of it too. It's like you know, just get that. Even though you might have known in the back of your head that he probably was going to tell you that, it's got to be a fucking
2: just. A oh, dude, you. Yeah, I legit. <clears throat> you're gonna damn, make me cry right now. Oh no. <laughs> that's but okay. no. I, I fucking cried all the way back to where we we're staying, at my buddy's and Collins. He had, He's a doctor down there and lives in Texas. And yeah, I cried all the way back there and told my girlfriend, let's go. When booked the next immediate flight out of Dallas back to Bozeman. And <laughs> I never had so much peace in the airport before. Just start crying. Like everybody gives you room. Nobody wants to deal. <laughs> around <yeah>. oh, Nobody <laughs> wants to deal with you, dude. Like I legit I was, was just, I didn't give a shit. Like, uh, Crying the whole way home and yeah, you walk up to a bar and like everybody just moves and I just sit down, and order me a drink, and <laughs> just crying and drinking, just crying in my beer, fucking <laughs> goddamn <it.
0: laughs> yeah, be tough, man. It was,
1: oh, yeah. God.
2: yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? Fuck, yeah. That's good. I didn't know how that all went down. Like uh shit. We've been when's the first time you come up here? Uh probably in
2: 2009
1: or 10 yeah see if i'd have known that uh, i probably would have cried with you yeah. like we go back <laughs> a long way here man and that was that's, that's oh yeah you know, it's, it sucks but you know you're healthy though you're yeah. healthy you have your health you did it and Fuck,
0: he says you gonna cry again
1: you're gonna make <laughs> him cry hey, this is our first somber moment on yeah. the nsp podcast it is
0: yeah, I'm hung over his shit, too, so this is not going to my <laughs> mental health right now.
1: <laughs> I You know, I just, I got to say, though, there is other guys that could have told that guy that told you that you were done. They could have said, you know what? Fuck that. I'm, no one's going to tell me that I'm done. And, and risked it all, right? Yeah, yeah. But to me, that's probably the best thing I'm more proud of you for saying this is it because the out, the other side of the whole deal is not good, right? No. You know, yeah, I, like to to hear you talk gives me goosebumps cuz I can imagine what that would feel like if someone told you that you are done. You're not ever doing this again. But you got to look at the big picture, you know, and and what would life be if you landed on your head one more time? And you oh, didn't get it, your feeling back, right? So
2: shit, I just hit it on the damn car the other day. <laughs> it brought but, stars back to my face, and I'm like, God damn! I'm like, yeah, that's why you're not riding again. You yeah, know, right.
0: That's good. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Like damn. you know, I guess to to sum it all up, it just, it takes a big man to walk away,
2: and you're the big yeah, man. And, really and in my opinion, you did the right thing. You had to. Oh yeah, like, I knew there's much more life, and yeah. I want to have kids eventually, and shit, which. There's a lot more to life than just riding bulls, for damn sure. Sure. Yeah.
0: Beauty. Um, It's kind of fucked up to think about it now, but the the remember in (laughs) Chicago, the full circle (laughs) of how it all comes around. So Bonner. (laughs) Bonner.
2: Yeah. No shit. That was was a shitty deal. Yeah. You got
0: to tell that one, too. Well, not like just the whole thing behind it, but we've had Bonner on here, and he's talked about – Breaking his neck on this, kind of the same as as you're talking about it in a different moment, but the leading up to it, how it all fucking worked out, was not the greatest for Stetson and all of us and
2: whatever. So basically, we're in the alleyway, and Bonner was he first out?
0: Yeah, he was the gunner.
2: Yeah, he was the first guy out, and his bull was sitting in there. And I'm like, God damn, who's got that bull? And Bonner's like, Oh, I do. I was like, And I better really bear down. He broke somebody's neck the other <laughs> other Jeez. weekend. He broke Sean Willingham's neck. He broke
0: Willingham's, not yeah.
2: Not too long ago. And I'm like, watch hey, out. He broke somebody's neck the other weekend. And sure enough, this son of a bitch goes out there and breaks his neck. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now I got to go to the hospital. We got shitty ass drunk.
0: Me and you and Douglas. We
2: had
1: to destroy
2: a freaking wheelchair <laughs> in the lobby. You guys went and visited him drunk in the hospital?
1: Well, we got drunk there. And we got drunk there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the
0: hospital? Yeah. Well, he thought he was paralyzed. And so me and <laughs> du- me and Douglas fucking went to go see him. And then Stetson, you were in the lobby bar, I think. And I was like, hey, we're going to go see Bonner if you want to come. And you're like, told me what you said to him. And you're like, yeah, I better come. Like, fuck, because I said that right <laughs> yeah. before he went. So then we went there. And his parents or nobody could get there yet. And he had just just broken his neck so and we all just were like it's fuck it's like mentally the same thing though right we don't know what to do we're kids who so are like fuck, <laughs>
1: yeah. go
0: get a case of beer and get smashed and fucking, so we did bought him a big teddy bear and hung out with him for the night get kicked out of the freaking hospital <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. that's real friends eh mm-hmm.
0: yeah Boron. it's more right there boys yeah and then you took me on my first Uber drive that night, Stetson. That was when that was first half invented. But- and, yeah. And then now you uh, you got to fill us in a little bit on this whole uh, this <laughs> Uber side of life that you're up to these days. What got you into fucking doing that? And is it like, do you do it like legit, like quite a bit or is it oh, just yeah. something you do for fun?
2: <laughs> I do it for fun and it's legit. It pays the bills, man. I was <laughs> The honest truth, I was getting divorced and I still had to pay for her side of the bills at the time. I was like, well, shit. I was driving Uber here in Bozeman and make some decent money doing it. It's pretty funny. You meet, meet a lot of cool people and I don't know. I enjoy it. Fuck, wow, that's wild.
0: Have you yeah. has, have you had any wrecks or any funny
2: stories of people getting I've, in? I've been rear-ended once. You did? Oh, yeah. Some college girl just dumb as hell rear-ended me. Oh. Is she hot? No. <laughs> the,
1: have you had I, to? I don't her. even have know.
2: You... That, that's not even fair. She could be. I don't even know. I was so pissed because, like, legit, there's four people in front of me stopped, and I was stopped at a stoplight, and she rear-ended me. Like, you didn't see the five cars stopped at the damn light in front of us. <laughs> speak,
1: Christ. speak. Speaking of stopping, have you had to stop and kick anybody out? Yeah, I was just gonna ask the same. Uh, drunk and I yeah, drunk drunken asshole Yeah.
2: No, I did have to drag one guy out though. The buddies <laughs> freaking rolled him in and he basically just laid on the floorboard in the back. And I was like, well, I just drove him. And then I, after he got there, I was like, hey, man, you got to get out. And he tried like twice and he couldn't even get out of the back seat. So I had to actually help him crawl out of my seat and help him to his door
0: uh <laughs> i i've i've heard one and i want you to tell it on this podcast as well oh
2: yeah that's what you're talking about
0: maybe a little, midget stripper
2: a midget stripper yeah let's hear this one. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude that was crazy i just so i don't know you got, if for people that don't know uber driving or whatever you just pull up and it doesn't tell you like it just pops up like a text notification like okay accept and i just accepted a ride and you pull up and you wait, is in front of a hotel. I was just sitting there waiting. And it gives you like five minutes of wait time. And all of a sudden I'm just waiting, I unlock the doors, put my flashers on, putting the music down. And then all of a sudden I was like, keep an eye on the door and usually you see people come and kind of be aware. And all of a sudden, this my door pops open. I'm like, what the hell? And here's this little midget just pops my door open. And I'm not kidding you. She had two little bags. She threw them up on my seat and she climbed and her feet barely even hung off the edge. So at this time I didn't know she was a stripper. <laughs> so I, I'm just like, okay. So you swipe, you swipe right or whatever. And you're like, it tells you where the ride That's gets. Gender. That's Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Basically the same thing. It, you swipe in, they're like, okay, you're going. I'm like, oh shit, we're going to Big Sky. I was like, all right. It's like six o'clock in the afternoon, five in the afternoon. I'm like, all right, will you go skiing? Or like, I was trying to figure out what she's doing to make small talk because we had an hour and like 20 minutes in the car. And she's like, no, I don't ski. I was like, okay, well, what, you do anything like snowmobile or like, I don't know, like, what the hell do midgets do in the snow? Like, it's middle of January here. Make little snowmen, <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually she's like, I'm a dancer. I'm like, Oh, oh, okay. And then we get to talk, and then yeah, it's like, So I roll up in on the way there. We get talking, I'm like, Well, once you get there, you're out and stuck out there by yourself, like you're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no Uber rides back, so are these guys giving you a ride back? And she's like, No, I'm like, Well, I guess how much would it cost for you to stay if I paid you? I was like 300 bucks. I just threw a ridiculous amount <laughs> out there. I'm like, so I was like 300. She's like, got on the phone while we had service. She's like, okay, one deal. you stay out. I'll, I'll get right back with you. So I dropped her off. So there was a surprise, I guess. So the one guy comes out meets us. And then she rolls in the front, and he's. I asked the guy, like, hey, can I use the bathroom? Because I had to piss really bad. And I was like – she's like, yeah, after she goes in, just go in and go to the right, and the bathroom's just right there on the right. I'm like, all right. So she goes in. I gave her, like, maybe 10 seconds. I had to really piss. And I'm like, all right, that's good enough. <laughs> you had to do her a little dance, whatever. <laughs> I honestly didn't know. I just give her a little time. I'm like, all right. So I just bolt in, go to the right, go piss. And I come out, and I'm just – Caught myself watching. I'm like, okay. And then all these guys are looking at me like I'm the pimp. I'm like, ah, fuck. They're like (laughs) 50 year old dudes. And I'm just posted up like this, kind of like, I I was taking it all in. I'm like, okay. They're looking at me. I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. I went back down to this gas station in Big Sky. And then an hour later, I drove back up there and picked her up. And she gave me a 300. She, She legit said that I had to show my titties for that. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay oh uh,
0: scott uh, the there was a quiet uh little little snowman joke that I got.
1: <laughs> uh, i'm glad yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 we, we are, are. Exactly.
0: Oh, that was good i like that stetson Heck, you never know what you're gonna get into as a fucking no uber driver oh well that's hard to beat so we could probably start wrapping it up with that one. Like that story. Yeah, there good. ain't
1: gonna be one better than that. No. no.
0: The highest now, now we got yeah. tears of laughter
1: coming out yeah. of that. Yeah,
0: that one got me good. That's fucking funny.
1: <laughs>
0: uh before we do finish you up though, Stetson, uh, Scott's got our infamous question for the show.
1: Stetson, as always, good to talk to you. Good to see you again. I'm glad yeah. you're uh, physically, mentally strong, and ready to take on whatever's thrown at you. And- probably a kick-ass uber driver as well but uh we all know what our take is on nfb um what is it to you
2: just show up and fucking be a man every day that's it
0: oh yeah there you go nice and simple so uh, one more question i do want to ask you though like as a as a guy you know a first nations guy you you are um a big role model and leader for a lot of the young guys coming up and, and going through everything, um, losing your mom, breaking your neck, all the different stuff that you've had to go through. You could have went off the track and, and uh, not lived the life that you, you have. So um, is it very special to you to, to be able to be a leader and a role model for, for young kids back for where you come from and, and to, to try to be like you?
2: I don't know if it's special. I just did it more for the willpower myself. Like, you know, I, I quit drinking there in my professional career for three years. I didn't drink beer at all. Like it wasn't a problem. It's just more of a willpower and be able to prove to myself that I can do it. And I don't know, the sky's the limit, not, not trying to be a role model or nothing. I'm just trying to live my life. But if guys, people look up to me, that's great. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just out here trying to get it the best I can. Fucking nice. nice. There we yeah. Okay,
0: well, we appreciate you taking the time and jumping on this podcast. And we'll have to maybe get you back up to Prince Albert and do some fucking steer wrestling again here at some point. If you're uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, You I still got up. that
2: video. That's a badass. Yeah. Or gonna... just team rope and not steer wrestling for yeah. sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably not your back probably wouldn't take the fucking beating that you took that day. Bulldog in <laughs> no. <of>
2: <laughs> A good solid two minutes of wrestling right there. Mm-hmm. Shows your <laughs> willpower.
1: I'll see you in Vegas then, I guess. Hey, eh, Stats, you'll be down. Yeah, there. I'll be down no. after that.
2: Perfect, cool.
0: cool man. Okay, well, like you said, it was a lot of fun getting to travel the road with you and uh, uh, all yeah, the different shit that we got to do. And hopefully, we get to keep doing more of that and stay in the game and become a dad and all that sort of stuff. We can keep, keep doing fun stuff.
2: Hell yeah, appreciate it.
0: All right, Stetson, this has been our interview with Stetson.